Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. Judd and Phil had the uh, TCL 55-inch screen TV turned on to the Washington Capitol celebration, the parade today. Yeah. The mall is... I've never seen anything like it. The mall is full. I'm not trying to start a political war. You can say it. it, More people than were at Trump's inauguration, more people than were at Obama's inauguration. Yes. Right. It's completely full. Holy mackerel. If the Caps keep up this level of celebration, they won't win 10 games next year. And you know what? <laughs> Their fans won't care. I don't think so. I I amused myself last night by going on YouTube and just watching Ovechkin's antics. I, yeah. I just, it's just, it's just, it's charming. Why is it? Just because it's an innocent, it's real. That's why. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's uh, his celebration. His celebration. Well, his that, happiness that is and, genuine. That and a little bit of what Michael Rand wrote yesterday in the Tribune. This only John Elway waited longer at 15 years playing with the same team to win a championship than Alex Ovechkin did 13 years with the Capitals. He didn't go shop himself around trying to buy a Stanley Cup. Now. That's hard for me to believe. Aren't there baseball superstars who stay with the same team who never won a World Series? You know who I was thinking Ernie of Banks, when you but mentioned they never got to but the they series. never got there. Yeah. The one player I was thinking of that could eclipse that is Joe Mauer. Well, he no, he wasn't around in 91, was he? No, he got drafted in 01 yeah, out of high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what am I thinking? But what I'm saying is he he could, that would be longer because he's been what with the Twins since What was his first year, 2004? Well, 01, he was drafted his first year in the big leagues was 04. Well, that's 14 years. And I got news for you. They ain't winning it this year. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you recall yesterday we were uh, disheartened to learn we couldn't determine the size of the lake in Hawaii that the volcano made disappear yeah it's not published anywhere i looked everywhere but i i uh, have come to rely on frequent emailer brian Uh -uh. who was an 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 engineer Uh well he's got the info he said green lake in hawaii is triangular shaped and about 200 feet per leg it's more of a pond than a lake other than the depth it's 200 feet deep but it was more of a pond okay pond pool got a pond or a pond 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 would be good for you natural spring 75 degrees. Yes. Apparently some people got weather last night, but the, to the best of my knowledge, Minneapolis and St. Paul never got any rain. She Not, was howling out by me, but just north of us. Yeah. Not any heavy rain in any of it. You just reminded me of something. Okay. I pray to God it does not rain right now. What'd you do? I don't know why this happens to me. You, you did not do it again. No, the... The driver's side <laughs> back seat window. Yeah. I went to Menards to get some mulch on my way to work here. Yeah. The driver's side back seat window was down because I don't have the air conditioning on and it wouldn't go up. Huh. It, well, w- it will not go up. I don't believe there is rain in our forecast. Yeah, I know, but, I, but now I got to get it fixed as soon as possible. That's true. I got to, you know. Should we stay on brand? 
You don't seem very concerned with that. I'm huh? not at all. Okay. Because I don't care which car it is, it wouldn't hurt it. But this so. happens to you at least Why does once. this happen to me all the time? Uh. It happened on the black car I, that I had. May I stay on brand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, I don't know how you could have avoided it because it went V-I-R-A-L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the high school pitcher who uh, oh, man. consoled the fellow he struck out. Uh, garage logic um, perspective. Don't. Let's hear it. Don't. What? What do you think? Mm, no, I, I think I know, I know where I know, you're going. I know. No, I know where he's going. I think you might be surprised at where I'm going. How do you like that? Okay, I, I, know. I hope I am. He thinks he knows, but I know. But you know, I know. Well, I before I well, I'll, I'll just do it then and see whose expectations I meet. Right, I'll, I'm going to write it down right now. Reavers, you write yours down. Okay. Rookie writes his down. Got it. Uh, Is that opposite of what you were thinking? Yes. Okay. Okay, who's he pitch for? Tyler Cohn. He's Moundsview. He's Moundsview. Yep. And Moundsview is playing Totino Grace. Yes. For what? A chance to go to the tournament? A berth in the state tournament. A berth in the state tournament. And uh, so Cohn or Kane, however you pronounce his so name. So this would have been the section or regional final, however they classify it. He, the last batter up for Totino Grace was a kid named Jack Kokon, K-O-C-O-N, Kokon, right. Kokon. Uh, and the uh, <clears throat> Ty Kane for uh, Roseville struck him out, and his team went bananas behind him. But he walked in to console uh, Kokon, the mm-hmm. batter. Yep. Uh, because it turns out they're childhood buddies. They'd played Little League together. And all uh, Kokon wanted to say is, uh, you know, don't worry about it. We're yeah, still buddies. Right. Uh, and I think it was great. Okay. Did Got I it. win? I said, okay Rookie, with it. Okay. You I, would, that Joe was going to be okay with I it. I should always defer to you. Okay, I'll you tell know. you why I'm okay with it. Okay. I don't think this uh, Tyler Kane, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I apologize. I don't think he was looking for attention. No. I don't think he yep. intended for this to become some viral moment on the internet. Right. He probably he didn't even know it was a, being their filmed. Buddies, uh, it was it, an act of genuine. It was yeah. a real nice, yes. maybe they're nice kids. And you know what? He's a good kid. Yeah. In the yes. age of look at me, selfie, Facebook, social, in this age that we live in, for that ultimate act of sportsmanship to come up between two high school kids, I think is a complete ray of hope. Well, it, absolutely it's a ray of hope. And again, to the kid's credit, the pitcher's credit, he 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 didn't he he wasn't posturing. No, he wasn't hoping that he was going to get this kind of attention. He didn't think he would end up on every local newscast last night at ten o'clock. He didn't think he'd be on every website across the country. So now we must break this down. Right now we must break this down. Why was he on every newscast locally and now on every website around the world? Right. Are we that? Are we that? Hungry for sportsmanship that yep. will glom onto it wherever we see it. <clears throat> what? Yes, yes, I think. so. I guess so. Yep. This would have made my uh, video channel, wouldn't it? Of the, of the good deeds, the channel. good deeds channel tonight in the good deeds channel. <laughs> this would have made it. Picture, friend, and, and hitter. And, and there was nothing uh, terribly uh, euphorian about this. There was nothing. There was nothing uh, 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 that that spoke to great sensitivity. He realized he's pitching against his buddy. Right. 
And it didn't last. He didn't walk off the field with him. He returned to his, his teammates and went, woo-woo. But first he said, I'm going to go talk to my guy. Sorry, man, but hey. And the, the friend probably said, congratulations. Mm-hmm. I would have been a little more... <clears throat> I mean, if it would have been my buddy, yeah, I would have gone up and said, "Oh yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. I would have rubbed it right in his face." I know you would. Yeah, I, I, there's no. I would have pretended I was going to give him a hug and then just said, "Hey, go sit down, sucker." No, that's not what that's not what took place. Well, I, I'm actually I, I sh- I'm ashamed of myself for thinking that you would look at this did you differently. Think that, what did you think the old mayor was going to say? I actually thought you might go down the path of. Have we become too soft? Because you always lament the guys after pro games that are hugging each other. I wouldn't have this feeling about a pro game. I hate it when a a, a runner on first starts buddying up to the first base. I guess and it drives that's, me crazy. That's where I thought you were going no, down. No, no. So I, I apologize for doubting you. No. Plus, here's another difference: the guy on first base uh, cozying up to the opposing first baseman knows perfectly well that his game is being nationally televised. So he can behave any way he wants. He knows that's going to be covered. Sure. Right. You think this kid pitching in a, a district final or whatever it was thought that the, his uh, his act of spontaneous uh, generosity was going to get worldwide attention? And the only reason it did was some parent or friend or whoever was capturing it yeah. on their cell phone. Yeah, he didn't say, hey, Mom, make sure if I strike out the last kid, uh, he was my Little League buddy, make sure you get that on film so we can release it to the mm-hmm. media. Right. That's not what happened. Not what happened. Yeah. I so, apologize. Yeah. Right. I should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Be just ashamed yep. of yourself. It's too bad it's Tuesday. That was a positive Thursday uh, type. A good, uh, ma- you know what? Good deed Tuesday. Let's make it. No, no. We, good unfortunately, weekend, uh, we have to sink back into the month. Put the audio on YouTube. Light the Joe Shoot Sheree Show. Easy for me to say. Guess what you want me to be? There was a big march yesterday in St. Paul uh, by a group demanding the $15 an hour minimum wage. Yes. And St. Paul police arrested 15 of the protesters, men and women. Uh, they were blocking uh, Kellogg and Wabasha outside City Hall. Yep. And apparently it was very peaceful. They wanted to be arrested. Yeah, that was their goal, so they could get attention. And I said to myself, well, you didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> Obviously, they weren't working. Right. Who else would have had time to go down to City Hall and complain? I was at work. And the mayor, uh, Melvin Carter, came out and uh, talked to them a couple of times. And uh, this is Melvin's uh, uh, this is Melvin's big push that he wants 15 bucks an hour. Uh, the government shouldn't establish uh, salaries, but we've been down this road a thousand times. Also, you're not going to raise a family or buy a house on 15 bucks an hour. So we're back to the old question. Why 15? Right. Why not 47.50 an hour? Nobody will buy burgers anymore. You can put that business away. Right. But what, what's the point? You can't have a life on 15 bucks an hour. Why isn't, but why isn't that? Do the, do the math for me. What's what's eight times fifteen? Eight times fifteen. Yeah, eight times fifteen. One twenty. One twenty. 
Okay. Uh, 120 times 5, 600? Yep. yep. And do uh, 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 600 times 50. Two weeks vacation. What's, 30K. Okay, you could. You could have a life on that's 30K. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. You could have a life on 30K uh, as a single person riding a bicycle, maybe. I'm not being demeaning. No, I, I'm no, merely pointing out that 30K uh, is not going to allow you to educate children or raise children or buy them clothing or, or what have you. So what's the point of this? And we've already started to see some of the fallout as a result of increased wages. But that message doesn't seem to get to these people. A number of uh, saloons and pubs have closed in St. Paul recently. Mm-hmm. Ward 6, Fabulous Ferns, uh, Muddy Pig. Yeah, Muddy Pig just uh, I don't know what... You, you, you can't suggest that they close because of the $15 an hour wage because that's not in force yet. But what's going to happen to other places when it is? Their profit margins are so tight on those restaurants, and more often than not, you have the the owners working right there in the kitchen or at the you know front of the uh, the restaurant. There's no way they'll be able to survive. The government's involvement at the city council level of trying to artificially raise the wage is no different than the stumbling that the city of St. Paul has found itself in, for example, in trying to barge their way into the trash collection business where they're completely following it up. They're, they're demanding no opt out of the city trash. So uh, if you live in a four unit condo and you've been getting by with your share of one bin a month, you, you no longer have that one bin. So these same people who want to save energy are demanding that each tenant in, in that four-unit condo, for example, has a bin. What, what does that do to energy use? It increases it. Trucks are out longer. Alleys are more crowded. Routes are more complicated. Right. Uh, the trucks take longer to complete their rounds. And uh, plus the city uh, dreamed up a tax, which I'm gonna, uh, I think everyone should try to deduct from their taxes. It's a tax. Don't tell me that the city uh, billing me 26 bucks a year for administration fee is an administration fee. It's a tax that they dreamed up. They dreamed up a new revenue stream for themselves. And these old hippies in St. Paul who keep voting in the same crowd of progressive ideologues year after year after year, you're getting what you asked for. They don't, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. We haven't elected competent people who want to have efficiency and competence across the city spectrum. We've elected people who retire to the salon and dream up things because they think they know what's best for us. And now they think they know that $15 an hour is best for us. Let let business decide that. In any event, 15 uh, people arrested, and uh, it was entirely symbolic. And it did guarantee them the uh, publicity, didn't it? Right. Which is one, which was one of their goals, mm-hmm. but I don't know why, and they won't listen to you if you did try to run the numbers with them. I can't make any sense to these people. They're not GLers, and not only, and on both sides, which you've already covered, not only for income wise, but to pay that, to pay that wage, and not have a hamburger cost twenty five dollars instead of eight or twelve, whatever it is. You know what you're worth in the marketplace? What? What you can get. That's what you're worth. What someone will pay you. You are worth what someone is willing to pay you. That's the way it should work. But here is a city government uh, populated by people who've never really worked in the private sector 
suggesting that you are worth what the government will tell the employer you're worth. It's not supposed to work that it way. It doesn't work that way. It's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. Talk to any. I've talked to people who run trash businesses. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about this, not to mention the city forcing its way into trash collection. Talk to them about uh, minimum wage. Talk to restaurant owners about it. You're in the marketplace. You're worth what somebody is willing to pay you. And you either accept it or you don't. You look for something else. Uh, the job market right now uh, is, is there, there are jobs going begging. Right. Yeah, you can find a gig. And as long you as know you- where this will lead. And it's already being tried in California. What? It'll be tried here because because the people uh, keep electing the wrong candidates. What this will lead to is a guaranteed wage for people. It's being tried and stocked in California, where you pick out a core group of experimental people and you just pay them, meaning the taxpayers will be paying them. There's, that's the only logical conclusion to a $15 an hour campaign because $15 an hour results in 30 grand a year. That's not enough to raise a family if that's your goal. Who's on line one? That's Brad. Brad? Hello, Joe. Hi. So I've, I've owned my own business, but uh, back when I was uh, uh, much younger, I worked for uh, the, uh, one of the McDonald's in town. And at that time, the minimum wage was four twenty-five an hour. Mm-hmm. The quarter pounder with cheese meal was three ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. Took me roughly eighty, ninety percent of my hours wage to make to buy the the food that I made. Mm-hmm. Then later on, now the minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour, and most of the quarter pounder with cheese meals are running about six seventy-five for that. So roughly eighty to eighty-five percent, ninety percent of your hourly wage technically goes. To the food that you, if you're going to buy the food that you make, okay, they've raised the minimum wage and it hasn't increased your buying power. No, of course not. Plus, plus, that's, it, that's if, the one thing they don't get. If this function follows form, what will the Big Mac cost if you're making fifteen bucks an hour? About fourteen, probably about fourteen sixty, fourteen seventy. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Nobody's going to pay that. Well, it, it, well, then, no, it's just because all the union stuff, their contracts are based on the minimum wage, so now the union contracts will go up because they can't have people at mcdonald's making 15 dollars an hour when you know someone building the car is making 23 yeah all right thank you sir is uh, john height ready what's the old joke about the guy who goes to vegas yeah he emailed it to me he he wanted to go to a union only brothel yeah and he would go into the first brothel and and say is this a union shop and they said no uh the house gets $80 and the, and the gal gets $20. And he went into the next place. No, this is not a union shop. The gal gets 80 bucks and uh, or, uh, the, house, the gets- house gets 80 bucks and the, and the, and the worker gets 20 and the guy says, well, I'm not doing your business. He finally finds one where they say, why? Yes, this is a union shop. The house gets $20 and the employee gets $80. And he says, fine. And he sees this gorgeous, gorgeous woman sitting there. And he said, I'm going to, can I please be introduced sure, to this, yeah. uh, this, uh, client because that's who I would like to spend some time with. And they say, oh no, you have to take Agnes over here. And he looks and she's 98 years old and the, oh. in the, in the house owner says, it's a union shop. Seniority first. Logic segment number three. Mornings, 
John. This is our custom. Phil, uh, go ahead, please. Phil? Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Partly sunny and 75 degrees. This update sponsored by Metafast. The Twins open up a three-game series in Detroit this evening. Jake Odorizzi pitches for the Twins. Lefty Blaine Hardy will go for the Tigers. Uh, Twins bringing back a familiar face from last year. Matt Belial has been signed. To which I say, why? He'll be joining the Twins in Detroit. He, of course, pitched for the team last year, made 62 appearances, started this season with Cleveland, but was outrighted in early May. Because he was awful. The Twins designated infielder Gregorio Petit for assignment to make room on the roster for Belial. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will be back in the Twin Cities for another Vikings grand opening. He'll attend an official ribbon-cutting ceremony Friday in Egan at the TCO Performance Center. Uh, Goodell was on hand in September for the first regular, uh, September 2016, excuse me, for the first regular season game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, This event, by the way, is not open to the public. Going to be a lot of folks there, though. Governor Mark Dayton, Goodell, Egan Mayor Mike McGuire, and Twin Cities Orthopedic CEO Troy Simonson. And uh, no interviews for Roger. That's so precious. Kim Jong, Roger Goodell. (laughs) Hey, uh, Brooke, back to your window debate. You had mentioned that your uh, rear window was not uh, fully yeah, very going frustrated. Uh, I'm being told you should try both the master window switch at the driver's door as well as the rear door window switch. Sometimes the master won't work, but the door with the window switch still will. Well, what? You know, you have the master on your yeah on the left of your drivers, mm-hmm. and then you have the window one where Got the it. window is. Got it. I'll try both of those. I was so confused when you told me that story in the hallway. I thought you meant at your house. So, <laughs> news no, notes we don't, from today. My house doesn't have a driver's side. <laughs> news notes from today. A suspect has been arrested. Did you have electric windows in your house? Uh, we got roll up. Okay. <laughs> electric windows. News notes from today. A suspect has been arrested in connection with a recent North Minneapolis homicide. Took the life of a man who was considered an activist in the area. According to the Minneapolis Police Department, 27-year-old Sid Brady Strickland Green was taken into custody yesterday. Strickland Green arrested in the midst of an investigation into 33-year-old Tyrone Williams' death on April 3rd. Williams fatally shot outside his North Minneapolis home, according to authorities. He had been transported to Hennepin County Medical Center after being shot where he died. Public safety meeting was held last month following the incident. According to family, Williams considered an activist in the community. Strickland Green expected to make his first court appearance this afternoon. He has not yet been formally charged. That man shot by police during an interrogation in Minneapolis City Hall in December has been sentenced to 74 months, a little more than six years. Marcus Terrell Fisher was sentenced this morning. Fisher pleaded guilty to one count of first-degree assault and one count of prohibited person in possession of a firearm earlier this month. Uh, you might remember the story. The officers had attempted to subdue Fisher after he began stabbing himself while left alone in an interrogation room. When officers tried to disarm him, he attacked them. The officers shot him at that point. Some split on the agreement reached by President Trump and Kim Jong-un. Some folks, including a key Republican on the Senate Armed Services Committee, wonder if the president gave up too much, not getting enough in return. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst raising questions about the decision to suspend joint military exercises with South Korea, something that appeared to surprise U.S. military officials. Those officials said today they still plan to conduct a major exercise with South Korean troops in the fall saying they have not received any updated guidance on ending training exercises 
with the South. Lieutenant Colonel Jennifer Lovett, a U.S. military spokesperson in South Korea, said we will continue with our current military posture until we receive updated guidance from the Department of Defense. At a press conference after the meeting in Singapore, the president called the exercises provocative and expensive. Fueled by the stock market and huge gifts from billionaires, charitable giving in the U.S. in 2017 topped the $400 billion mark for the first time. That according to the latest comprehensive report on Americans' giving patterns. The Giving USA report released this morning said giving from individuals, estates, foundations, and corporations reached $410 billion, more than the gross domestic product of some smaller countries like Israel and Ireland. The total up 5.2% in current dollars. The biggest increase was in giving to foundations, up 15.5%. That surge driven by large gifts from major philanthropists to their own foundation. I need to start a foundation, like a rookie foundation. <laughs> I want to talk about that. Really? After the news. About yeah. the rookie foundation? A foundation? No, gotta... about this uh, annual giving setting a new record. Mm. A home security camera caught uh, two idiots, let's call them, in downtown Mobile, Alabama, ripping down an American flag in front of a house. What happened next on the video surprised the homeowner. A couple walking by after stopped to do the respectful thing, fold the flag, and leave it on her doorstep. Happened at the home of a woman named Margaret Dobson. She said, we've had our flag ripped down four times in the past three years. It's one of the reasons I put up cameras. It's gut-wrenching for me to see it on video. It's a quick flash of what's wrong, she said, with society, anger, hatred, and disrespect. Fortunately, the story didn't end with that gut-wrenching moment. The couple that came along afterwards turned things around, took care to fold the flag using proper form, making small triangles until it was neatly folded. She said, I was happy to say, yes, this is what's right in the world. Good people are still around. She hasn't found the couple yet, but posted the surveillance video on Facebook, hoping it would help the search for the Good Samaritans. Video has gone viral as Americans share the quiet act. See, Good Deeds Channel would have had that. Yes. In a minute. Yeah. Uh, here's the second story we have tonight. Uh, a Good Deeds with a flag. I did. I have a question about that channel. Yeah. Uh, the Good you, Deeds Channel? Yeah, it doesn't did, exist, yeah. Well, if it did. Yeah. There was a story today also where there's a video, a dash cam of a police fellow yep. uh, saving a three-year-old, well, I don't know, a toddler. In who's, Chicago. Who's running down the highway. Yep. Uh, now, be, that's his job, So, but does it still count as a good deed? I, I'd, I'd put it up on the channel. Okay. Yeah. So, when I missed this, what? Yeah. There's a kid running on the freeway? He's, He's running on the freeway. teeny kids out on the highway. And the cop pulls over, sprints, grabs him. Where, where sure. did he come from? Well, uh, the river? Uh, up from the river? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a frequent emailer, uh, Wilson, has a good point about the batter who struck out uh, and then was consoled by the pitcher mm-hmm. who struck yeah. him out. Yeah. Maybe the batter's thinking, you know what? If there was no cameras around here, I could have just struck out and left here. Nobody would ever know how the whole world was. <laughs> the whole game, right. how terrible I am. The whole game was on my shoulders. I think it was a called strike three, too, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Well, wasn't it, a, it wasn't a close outcome. I don't know I the don't score know the of the game. Yeah, it w- I th- yeah. Hey, two strikes, and if it's close, you got to swing at it. Thanks, Coach. Yep. A five-year-old girl. Appreciate you. <laughs> If only we had video of the Plus, double Plus, if that would have been layup. me on the winning team, I would have been so happy that I actually knew how to throw a pitch yeah. and I could make it to the catcher. <laughs> I would be very pleased. A five-year-old girl in Mississippi temporarily lost the ability to walk after she developed tick paralysis, a rare condition caused by tick bites. The girl's mom, Jessica Griffin, first noticed something wrong last Wednesday morning when her daughter, Kaylin, had trouble getting up to go to daycare. As soon as her feet hit the floor, she fell, Griffin said. She'd try to walk, but would continue to fall. 
At first, Griffin thought her daughter's legs were just asleep, but while brushing her hair, she found a tick in her daughter's scalp. Oh, my God. She removed the tick, took her daughter to the emergency room where she was diagnosed with tick paralysis. If you've never heard of it, it's a rare disease thought a disease thought to be caused by a toxin in tick saliva. Gross. Symptoms usually appear about four to seven days after the tick bites a person, but luckily they go away within 24 hours of tick removal. Symptoms can include an unsteady gait, muscle weakness, and eventually breathing difficulties. can also lead to flu-like symptoms such as muscle aches and tiredness. The girl in this story. Ticks have completely fine. ruined my life. Because I'm afraid to look for golf balls now. When you're, so it's kind of killed one of your hobbies. Right, yep. because I'm not going in that tall grass. No, no. Not with those suckers out there. <laughs> Dave Dahl's forecast in Garage Logic brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company with locations in Fredley, Fredley, Bloomington, Duluth and now Woodbury. Well, it's been Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 75 degrees out there, even with a lot of cloud cover. The clouds are starting to thin a little bit, though, and sunshine is starting to increase. So um, we, we could see if an isolated thunder shower pop up if we get warm enough, but most of this is going to happen to our east, uh, east of a line from, say, around the oh, Rice Lake area down toward uh, Red Wing, and then all the way down to south central Minnesota, down around Austin. Anything east of that line, pretty good chance of getting an isolated shower or thunderstorm to pop up this afternoon, this evening. For us here in most of the Twin Cities, it's going to stay just partly cloudy later on tonight. As those clouds thin, our temperatures will drop down to 58 and less humidity as well. Dew points are going to drop into lower 50s. They've been in the mid to upper 60s all day today. Partly cloudy, it's going to be warm again tomorrow. 82 for the high, 82 on Thursday. Some isolated thunderstorms are a possibility. And that isolated chance of a thunderstorm is still going to be in there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But temps continue to warm. 87 on Friday, Joe. 91 on Saturday. And 92 on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, the heat is coming back at us. I like it. Pardon? I like it. And it will be humid as well. And you know what happens with thunderstorms when it gets that hot. The ceiling gets capped. Yeah, and so what happens? They occur at a storm. They get them late at night. You got it. They're night and early morning. Right now, Joe, it's 75. All right, thank you. Some interesting emails uh, in the same vein about the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one from Sandy. No one mentions the person who was making just a little bit above 15 bucks an hour. The company won't be able to give that person a raise because they are giving all the entry-level people that money. The $16 an hour person's living will go away as well since everything else costs more, thus buying and doing less. Morale will go down since you... Uh, who have worked for some years at that job are making just a bit more than someone who just walks in the door. Also, it's been proven that raising the minimum wage lots of time results in less hours worked, either by choice, since you don't want your uh, benefits to go away, or your employer will make do with less employees or hours. Well, of course. But when you rule from the salon, there is no intelligent line of common sense. Now, John had this story. In his uh, newscast, Hmm. charitable giving in U.S. tops $400 billion for the first time in history. And the only thing I wanted to mention about it is, and I have no answer, and I'm not suggesting I have the link, but why, why, 
Why wouldn't this have happened during the presidency, for example, of a fellow who was thought to be more caring and inclusive, like Trump's predecessor? Right. It's a serious question. I have no answer for it. Except generally speaking, uh, the left is a lot cheaper than the right. Right. And I, I don't even know if if this charitable giving topping four hundred billion has anything to do with the political nature of the country right now, because the political nature of the country right now is in horrible condition. It's very it's very divided. Right. But I find it interesting that this quasi conservative who's president now uh, and has an has an administration that on paper is certainly more conservative than say President Obama's administration. Why in the hell is four hundred billion going right now? I think it's great, by the way. Right. Uh, and it shows it's a, how charitable people can be. It's attributed to a, a good stock market and gifts from billionaires and uh, uh, Americans' record-breaking charitable giving in 2017 demonstrates that even in divisive times, divisive, our commitment to philanthropy is solid. Said uh, Aggie Sweeney, chair of Giving USA Foundation, which publishes the annual report. It is researched and written by the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Giving increased to eight of the nine charitable sectors identified by Giving USA. Uh, the only decline was for areas related to international affairs, which I find interesting, too, because President Trump is uh, is an American firster. And you wonder if that's getting absorbed by people who say, you know, I've heard him say a hundred times, nobody's paying their fair NATO share. I'm not sending any money to... Uh, UNICEF or right, whatever. Right. Uh, the biggest increase was in giving to foundations. That was up 15.5%. Uh, that surge was driven by large gifts from major philanthropists to their own foundations, including a billion dollars from Dell Technology CEO Michael Dell and his wife Susan, and $2 billion from Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan. Other sectors with increases of more than 6% include education, health, arts and culture, environment and animal welfare, and public society benefit organizations. Groups which work on such issues as voter education, civil rights, civil liberties, and consumer rights. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Una Osili. Una Osili. A dean an economics professor at the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy says the school's research shows that the percentage of U.S. households making charitable donations has declined steadily in recent years from about 67% in 2000 to 56.6% in 2015, the latest year for which data is available. Remember when Remember when uh, Gore had to reveal his charitable donations? Yes. Yeah, it was about 29 was cents, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, was it that high? Yeah. Uh, if trade wars break out, uh, Stacy Palmer, editor of the Chronicle of Philanthropy, said many fundraisers in the U.S., while pleased with the recent increase in gifts, are unsure what lies ahead. If trade wars break out, she said that could weaken the economy to the point at which it deters some donors. She said fundraisers also worry that some middle-class donors may cut back on giving if changes in the new tax law no longer give them a deduction for their charitable donations, which is which is facing uh, people in Minnesota because Dayton has failed to sign any legislation that would simplify what Minnesotans are going to face paying their taxes next year with the likelihood of many people having to pay more because of the way the Fed federal tax code has changed and Minnesota has not aligned itself with it. Uh, 
Alluding to the surge of mega gifts by the wealthy, Palmer said, some people feel they don't need to give any more. I don't know what that means. Uh, in any event, uh, everybody can pat themselves on the back, I guess, yeah. because uh, charitable giving is uh, going through the roof. Right. Who is this I'm on line one, please? Billion. Who is this on line one, please? Oh, that's Mark. Mark, go ahead, please. Uh, just something quick on the minimum wage that I haven't heard anybody talk about is if you're only making it, you're not paying any taxes. At mm-hmm. the end of the year, you get every dime that was taken back and then some. Mm-hmm. If you're making 15 16 bucks an hour, the government's going to get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So this is a way that the government is collecting more money without raising taxes on anybody. Yeah, and that you know what? They really don't care about the people who need the money. They've created a way to enrich themselves. Thank you. I think he agreed with I you. I must have astonished him with that yeah. because he mouth agape. He had little to say about yeah. that. It's all BS. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to be led by mysterians who cannot link their various virtuous causes. Thus, trash collection in St. Paul will increase energy use, not decrease it. Just a moment. You know when Trump says he trusts Kim Jong-un? Yeah. I don't believe Trump. I don't believe it either. And I I don't want to believe it. I think he's saying what he thinks he should say. He doesn't trust that murdering, evil word I can't say. And people were saying, oh yeah, he's he's kissing his... He knows what he's doing. He's making a deal here. Well, I think the deal they made was, maybe we'll talk again. I think that was... So far, I think that's the deal. Leave it open. But I, it, to, for him to say I trust this guy, yeah. my suspicions are, of course he doesn't. No, there's there's would. nothing to be trustworthy about in this right. fool. He doesn't trust him. I thought it was a nice touch too that Trump showed him a movie in Miami Beach and basically said, "This can be what you got going." Yes, <laughs> if you're smart, right? <laughs> Stick with me, we'll take care of it. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's seventy-five.